Greetings, Northlings, and welcome to Haunted Up North, the brand new podcast dedicated to the telling of real-life paranormal experiences from the north of the UK. I'm your host, Victoria, and I really hope you find yourselves scintillated, scared, and most importantly, entertained by the spectral tale or tales I'm about to tell you today. This here, Northlings, is a pre-premiere, tiny little teaser taster of what to expect on Haunted Up North, because it's a long time till Halloween when the first proper Team Hun episode is out, so I've put together this sneak spook instalment to tide you over until then. A sneak spook is like a sneak peek but with ghosts. Gastes. That's posh for ghosts. It's how the Queen says ghosts, so if the Queen just happens to be listening, she'll know what I'm going on about. I don't know if sneak spook is the cleverest pun I could ever have made for a paranormal podcast preview, but I've done it now and it's too late. Get on your horse and ride it. As I've said in various places across the internet already, Haunted Up North is a new show wanting to bring you new stories, scary encounters you may not have heard before, and really, 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 really good ghosts. It is not about hailing the North and all who haunt her, over anywhere or anyone else. The North is simply one of those excellent settings that's full of atmospheric, super spooky promises of something slightly different and perhaps a little bit closer to Haim. That's posh speak for home. It's how the Queen says home. Haim. We will probably be telling tales from just about everywhere as well, as in the North, uh, especially over on Patreon, and especially if we get some groovy doorstep ghost stories in. Groovy doorstep ghost stories are accounts of real-life ghosts or hauntings from listeners' local neighbourhoods. However, we'll go into that in more detail in the next lengthier, more official episode, but in the meantime head over to www.hauntedupnorth.com for more information, because there you'll also find a link to the Neon Syndicate, the awesome person who created our equally awesome theme tunes. We'll talk about them a bit more later too. Now, over on our Haunted Some More Patreon feed in our Dark Disturbances tier, we've got some creepy kid talk action going on. We have a bite-sized account of the Herman family haunting, the supposedly real-life story of a poltergeist who terrorised a Long Island household in 1958 that is reportedly meant to have inspired 1982's supernatural masterpiece of the same name, Poltergeist. And we've also got, over on Patreon, a full-bodied freebie that's basically me reading out creepy past-life statements that parents have heard their children utter out loud in their presence. So I thought I'd keep with the theme of creepy kids for this tiny podcast taster. I'm not really saying the kids themselves are creepy, by the way. The kids in the stories I've so far included are more the victims of creep rather than being creepy themselves. I think it's one of those things, isn't it, where you expect adults to be capable of creepiness, but not children. So when children display creepy traits, it feels particularly unsavoury. More unsavoury than if an adult was being creepy. Although, that's still not very nice. Like, the theme tune to films like Poltergeist and Nightmare on Elm Street wouldn't be half as creepy if there was a gruff-voiced man like Brian Blessed singing them. But yeah, creepy kids, let's do another one of those. Say creepy again, Vic. Creepy! Aw. Aw. I just saw a load of geese migrating together over my house. I think they were geese. Whatever they were, they were winged and they were most definitely migrating. 
Getting back to the geists, an article recently grabbed my attention. It grabbed my attention earlier this week, in fact. I'd been scrolling through Instagram. This is a bit of a long-winded way of getting to the story I'm about to tell. But I was scrolling through Instagram and a post came up of a photograph taken in 1989 by a man called Mr. Blinkthorn. Blinkthorn sounds like the name of a Dickensian character, doesn't it? But Mr. Blinkthorn, this guy, David Blinkthorn is his name. He took this particular picture at a place called Tor Balalee, also known as Yates's Tower, because in 1916 or 17, Yeats, the famous Irish poet W.B. Yeats, William Butler Yeats, you may have heard of him. If you haven't heard of him, never mind, it's okay. The famous Irish poet Yeats bought Tor Balalee and lived there with his family from 1921 to 1929. Tor Balalee Castle is a Hiberno-Norman tower house built in the 15th or 16th century, which means it's mega old, and you can find it near the town of Gort in County Galway, Ireland. That's Ireland, Ireland, by the way, not Northern Ireland. And during the time that Yeats lived at Balalee, he was apparently a great believer in the afterlife. He was convinced it was haunted by the ghost of an Anglo-Saxon soldier who would wander up and down the staircase at night. Years later, a curate of the castle was once so frightened by the apparition of a ghostly figure moving along the tower stairway that he was terrified of using that particular passageway at night. His dog was also overcome by fits of panic whenever he was in the downstairs rooms, as though he were witnessing things walking about the floors that the human eye couldn't see. So in 1989, when Mr. Blinkthorn visited the castle and asked the curate working there at the time if he could take a picture of the sitting room, which was Yates's sitting room, he found, to his astonishment, when the picture was developed, the figure of a young boy standing in the middle of the room when no boy was there at the time of his visit. It doesn't look like an Anglo-Saxon soldier, I have to say. The figure is far too small to be mistaken for a man, but some people think it might be the ghost of Yeats's son Michael. However, he didn't die till he was 85, so no one really knows for sure, presuming the photo is real, who the ghost boy is. You know, I don't actually care if it's real or not though, because it's a very atmospheric bit of photography, incredibly eerie viewing, especially with the background of the narrative. I'll upload it to our Haunted Up North social media pages that you can find via our website so you can have a look for yourself and let us know what you think. Get on your horse and ride it. But after seeing this photograph, I embarked on a late night smartphone excursion when I should have been trying to go to sleep because I was like, I want to see more pictures of ghosts on camera and I don't care if they're fake as long as they look real. And I'm not saying David Blinkthorn's photo was fake, by the way. I just mean I wasn't there, so I can't prove myself whether it's real or not. I'm sure Mr. Blinkthorn is an honest guy, and I'm sure he just took a picture at Bellamy and found a strange anomaly in the picture when it was developed. And yeah, as I was scrolling through various articles, I found this story across multiple newspapers that details the account of a party of women who, about three or four years ago, whilst enjoying a hen weekend away at the Coilet Inn by Loch Eck, Danoon, which is a town on the Cowell Peninsula in the south of Argyll and Butte, Scotland, discovered the image of a young boy crouching behind the group as they posed outside for a picture beside the loch. 
The women seemed unaware of his presence, and when the picture was originally published, it was presented as something entirely unexplained, with the suggestion that the photographer had captured some paranormal evidence of the afterlife. I mean, the the article, the first article that I found online was an article from The Sun about this story, which also had a link to a video clip entitled I gave up men to have sex with ghosts, with a woman presumably being interviewed about doing it with spirits. And there are a lot of arguments online from within the wider internet community, as well as from the actual ladies involved in said hen party saying that the picture is fake, some boldly asserting that it's not. It doesn't look as believable as the Mr. Blinkthorn photograph, but it is quite frightening to look at if you pretend it's just a still from a found footage style horror film. I'll put it online with the other one and you can take a look for yourselves, but whether it's fake or not, it drew my attention to another story that's closely linked with the Coiler Inn, a story that's most probably linked to the photograph as well, be it real or not. In 1994, a British TV film called The Blue Boy was made, starring Emma Thompson, and it's about a couple dealing with emotional issues whilst being haunted by the spirit of a little boy as they holiday upon the shores of a secluded Scottish loch. Sound familiar? The film's plot was inspired by none other than the Coilet Inn, and the ghost that reportedly haunts it. Can you guess what kind of ghost it is? It's of course the ghost of a young boy, of a similar age to the doctored stroke undoctored photography taken at the Hen event three years ago. The Hen event would be a good title for an album, wouldn't it? According to local legend, there is a little boy who is reported to haunt the Coilet Inn. The Coilet Inn was built around 1650. It overlooks Loch Eck and it's right on the edge of Argyll Forest Park, about two miles from the Benmore Botanic Garden. It's very remote, very pretty, and it's not very big, so it looks, according to Google Maps, a rather quaint and lovely place to stay. It is literally right on the edge of the loch, and it looks like if you forgot to leave the handbrake on of your car, it would most definitely roll right into it. That's how close this idyllic place is to the water. So it kind of makes the story of the ghost boy just that little bit more believable. Because the Coilet Inn is reported to be haunted by the ghost of a four-year-old who drowned while staying at the inn with his mother. He is said to have had a habit of sleepwalking, and one night rose from his bed, wandered outside, and tragically drowned in the nearby waters of Loch Eck. He's referred to as the Blue Boy, after the colour of his skin, which had turned a deathly shade of blue when he was finally dragged from the water. The hotel has been subject to many ghostly sightings over the years, but the room the boy is said to be most active in is room number four, where residents staying in that particular room have had the distinct, unsettling feeling that somebody is watching them. Footsteps have been heard in the corridors, walking and sometimes running, late at night, when no guests have been present in the hotel. Cutlery and plates have gone missing or been moved, with no obvious explanation, and even wet footprints have been spotted along the upper floor hallways. People from all over the world travel for miles to stay at the Haunted Coilet Inn, and there are a number of clips on YouTube of EVPs recorded there, as well as a charity ghost hunt that appears to have some frightening footage captured inside the building. Have a look if you get some time. Uh, there's no hard evidence of the story about the demise of a young boy staying at the hotel, as it appears to be one of those stories that's just been passed down through the decades, so I'm afraid I can't tell you, just like the photographs we've discussed today, whether it's real or not. Either way, it's a pretty chilling tale to tell your friends at parties, isn't it? 
So there, there you have it. I promised you a tiny teaser of tasty terror and a tiny tasty teaser you have had. Like I said, this is just a sneaky snippet or a sneaky spooky of a Team Hunt episode to give you an idea of what future episodes will sound like and also what I sound like. I hope you do tune in on Halloween for a slightly longer instalment of some of my very own doorstep ghosts which I'll be talking about in a few weeks time. Thanks for listening everyone, and for letting us inject a bit of northern soul into your day. I hope you found these ghosts to be good ones, and that you were suitably entertained by them. Please do return when All Hallows Eve is nigh. We should very much like to see you again. Until then, long live the north and all who haunt her, and may her power forever compel you to never presume there isn't a small ghost boy following you around at all times and watching you from bedroom corners and photobombing your hen parties. See you later. Bye! Whatever they were, they were winged and they were most definitely migrating.